Welcome to Machine Learning on the Road. It's a beautiful Sunday morning, and I uh, want to share some thoughts on uh, machine learning as it relates to call centers. One of the uh, important aspects of call centers is its ability to improve relationships or sustain relationships with between businesses and customers. So at the end of the day, what really matters is the customer. Um, because if a business does not have a customer, then it does not have any way to earn money. And if it cannot make, earn money, it cannot pay for employee salaries or capital improvement or ideas that it wants to uh, materialize. So the, the leader of the company, even though he may have great ideas, have a great vision, have excellent leadership. If he does not have a customer base, he does not have a business. So call centers fit an important need as companies became larger. There were questions that relate to billing or product support. Um, maybe there was outages, services unavailable, or there could have been things that they were uh, not happy, customers are not happy with. And so complex scripts have been built to handle the workflow of customer relationships. And, uh, and the, the customer time on the phone equated to a, a certain cost. So the, the, if a product uh, or service has a lot of a high frequency of its customer base calling to complain about billing or product defect or lack of expectation, then the cost of the company was high, higher. And so there was a general feeling that customer support was expensive and necessary but expensive. But the, the desire to sustain and maintain these relationships with the customer was uh, considered more important because of the average cost to gain a new customer um, was as high as $10,000 per customer. So losing a customer represented a high cost to a company in terms of its marketing and advertisement to attract a new customer. So maintaining these relationships were very critical, or have or are critical, to companies um, in business. Well, so now the question is: is you know, with the power of search engines, deep learning, machine learning, how could the, how could um, the power of voice recognition, the artificial stupidity we've talked about, how networking, how could that be utilized in a call center to improve performance? Well, one aspect uh, is to monitor the effectiveness of the uh, customer service representative and evaluate the customer satisfaction through some sort of feedback from the that customer after the service was provided. So um, in the case where I had a 
situation with GoDaddy. I had called them, and uh, and I wasn't getting. Uh, uh, I, I, moved, I was moved to a new server, and some of my files permissions were not correctly uh, propagating, and so the, the pages weren't visible. So I needed to call customer support. So I went through the first you know line of of uh, of, uh, question and answers. Do I want to speak in English or Spanish? Do I want to talk to billing, uh, technical support, hosting, uh, domain? So I had to uh, had to select it from a series of questions, and I had to put input my customer ID to authenticate who I was. Um, and then I had to wait on the phone for 20 minutes to talk to a customer. No chat. No. Um, they did have a, a knowledge tree area where you, there's some Q&A, but not a great search engine. And uh, so I, you know, I and plus I knew that I needed to talk to a, a, a technician to solve this problem. Well, so after waiting for 10 minutes, I got a customer support agent, talked to him about my problem. He realized he couldn't solve it moved me on to uh, the next tier of support. And then I got talking with a, an engineer there and told him what was happening. He explained their process for their automated, uh, automation for setting the file permissions. And, um, and then he ran a few scripts. And, and uh, eventually, uh, my files came online and you know, I was satisfied, and the survey came back out, and I wrote, you know, they said, we fill out the survey, and I said, yeah, you did a great job, and things are, were, uh, I'm satisfied with my product, and close the ticket. Now, you can imagine, like, if that was happening to hundreds or thousands of people, and, and uh, there just wouldn't be enough resource to answer all those questions. Um, so, if you have a workflow, and depending on the severity of the workflow, you could use the machine to uh, determine where in the workflow that a human being might be required. So, um, one one way to one way that machine learning has been used to determine when a human being would be uh, required is to do uh, video to text or voice to text, um, and and use Azure bot services to uh, listen to the text that's being typed in or spoken to, and have a natural language voice recognition system that understands uh, the context context of what the customer is asking. And then try to route that response to a workflow, um, and have an advanced search engine to look for question and answers, or things that might be easy to answer, the low-hanging fruit. And so uh, this would be cost-saving because now they don't have to wait online; they can get an immediate answer. And uh, you know, the agent, the or the uh, machine learning agent could call, contact them, and, or after after the work's done, just say, "How was my performance?" And they could say, 
well, your performance was good. It took you a little while to get the right answer when you did this. Some of your your uh, responses were a little too gen general for the specific problem I had, but eventually you understood what I needed uh, to do, and, uh, and the way it could have you know, the way it could have identified what they needed to do is by going through like a Azure Lewis, L-U-I-S system, where it's looking for nouns and verbs. So verbs, again, like we were talking about with, uh, uh, you know, could be tied to a workflow piece uh, where it's talking about configuration, configuring, maybe a configuring is the quick thing so file permissions configuration or configuring file permission so now you got your verb and then you got your noun and then that that uh, that, that could then be associated with technical support and then the levels of technical support could be stratified in terms of if it uh, involves programming configuration or it required DevOps permission so configuration, and then if it was part of uh, continuous integration, continuous deployment, uh, or and if it is part of a Terraform uh, module. So, we, you know, we can we can get it into uh, the context within a realm that is understandable uh, and, you know, within a space that, uh, that would have the right information in terms of context for the, the user. So, um, you know, it could it, you could go you could apply the same thing too, like with a you know like billing for example. I, I was noticing on my Azure uh, Pay to Go billing that uh, I had implemented uh, continuous integration, continuous deployment. I had a web API, and I I went into my billing. I noticed that uh, the billing was, uh, you know, they were charging me money for it. Um, I didn't want to be charged. I just want to learn. So I canceled my subscription, but then realizing I canceled my subscription, I didn't want to lose data. So I tried to reactivate it, but I wasn't able to reactivate it. So I caught, I formed a, a ticket, and I inputted it into this ticket, and it's now into the black hole. Um, you know, so... It would have been better if I could have talked to a machine and I could have told them, you know, hey, my Azure uh, subscription was uh, accidentally uh, uh, deactivated. Please reactivate it uh, and turn off uh, these service plans that I have active right now so I don't get charged for it. And so if I could have interacted with Azure through voice, it would have been uh, a better experience for me. And so the the whole... Uh, promise, I guess, of machine learning and workflow and expert systems is to to reduce and respect reduce the time spent, respect the customer's time, and as a product of uh, respecting the customer's time and not wasting it uh, and giving them relevant answers quickly, uh, the satisfaction levels are going to increase, and as they increase. Uh, uh, the statistics will then prevail that they can market and advertise that we answer our questions within five, ten minutes. Um, you know, you're, we're, we, we advertise quick and reliable uh, answers to your technical questions immediately. You know, now how much 
of a staff would they require to provide that if you didn't have the machine? How many engineers would you have to keep available 24-7 so that you could answer the technical questions? Um, or how many financial accountants would you need to, or bookkeeping uh, individuals would need to be present to answer questions about billing? And then if the billing related to technical, how quickly could the, uh, to the billing person uh, reactivate uh, technical subscriptions so that, that functions and features are not lost for the customer. These are the type of things that uh, can be used in machine learning to provide uh, valuable service. The other side of too is, you know, if you have an, an angry customer, let's say that they're upset and, and, the, and the answers are not meeting satisfaction. And maybe it's a, they just want to talk to someone in management to express their uh, frustration. And, uh, and so those type of interactions are going to have a sentiment. So you could have a machine learning cognitive service that is analyzing the text that is flowing through and determining whether the occurrence is mostly negative or has some negative and some positive, and it could, you know, analyze in segments of time uh, the sentiment and then give an overall score. So if it was high red, meaning that there's a lot of negative, and, uh, you know, searching for certain keywords to express uh, frustration or, you know, rare words that might re uh, represent technical terms, or financial terms, or even uh, behavioral terms between interaction, those keywords could then be uh, discovered and revealed, and then based on the, the type of keywords that were being discovered, then that could be flowed up to uh, a workflow, and the workflow would decide whether to elevate this to maybe an expert, human expert, uh, customer service with rep who has lots of ex years of experience, and they can get on board, uh, and then you know not wasting the customer's time with you know reading scripts that are not really relevant to the questions that they have, or you know putting them on uh, hold and, and forcing them to wait for long periods of time, increasing their frustration, and uh, uh, decreasing their qual uh, their satisfaction and their customer satisfaction uh, uh, rate. Uh, expectations or evaluations. So, um, you know, the machine uh, in that sense could uh, uh, be valuable for sentiment analysis. And, uh, you know, it, it's real interesting, this workflow, because it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of decisions that could be made. What if the machine could build its own workflow instead of, you know, just uh, it could uh, figure out the data. It could figure out uh, which directions to go. And as it, you know, makes mistakes in the directions to go uh, uh, at the workflow, maybe it decides, well, the reason why it was insufficient uh, information, uh, some, some uh, additional questions might be asked. And uh, based on those additional feedback on those two questions, perhaps new workflows are generated. And... Uh, Perhaps there's a human being that approves that workflow. Perhaps there isn't. Uh, but, you know, if the workflows then become more complicated and the machines can build those workflows and the decisions uh, start resulting in higher percentage satisfaction, then the conclusion is that the expert system is doing better at, at, uh, at helping improve 
customer experience. So when you look at uh, machine learning from that standpoint, that it has a high value. You know, you can have the machine housing all these services up in the cloud, and so your data center doesn't have to have expensive hardware operating systems on premise to do this work. It, uh, uh, it uses it up in the cloud. If, uh, if one system goes down, you can have failover to another location uh, and uh, still stay operational. These are some of the, the interesting promises that the technology in the 21st century offers is that we need to do more, uh, faster and better. And so those are the unique qualities to business, faster, better, and more. And, uh, and as we are able to meet those expectations to, to keep up at the speed of business, then we will be uh, in strong position to provide these services. And so, you know, you look at the Azure uh, machine learning, you look at it, you know, the Active Directory models for subscription, you look at the, uh, you look at the ability to uh, support customers using cognitive services and uh, service bots and uh, third-party open source products like Terraform. It's pretty exciting when you think about that you could add value to customers through machine learning in a real significant real life, real world situation where you might lose that customer if they are not satisfied. You might lose revenue if they decide to go to another competitor. And you might uh, learn from your data analytics that are being collected from the data that's being gathered from the customer and from the things that the customer is saying are being fed back into the uh, manufacturing side of your business and uh, in the engineering portion as you're getting that feedback that's telling them things that they don't like. Now, one thing that I remember is I bought a fence and the fence uh, unit had the plastic uh, con connectors. And every time the wind would blow really hard, it would break those connectors, and I'd have to go out and replace them. And uh, there was no way to provide uh, Lowe's or the, even the manufacturer feedback about this defective product. But I did notice one year that uh, they had changed the brackets when I went to buy more brackets to a metal bracket. And so uh, it, it, uh, had a, it was a little tricky to make it work, but... Um, I was able to to uh, drill some holes into the wood and, and put the metal brackets in that put my uh, vinyl fence uh, connectors back onto the, the brackets and then uh, drill the anchors back into the, the sides and then I've got my fence up in operation. Um, so it just kind of seemed like they were operating in a vacuum, but, uh, but at the same time, the, the engineers realized that, you know, the plastic vinyl connectors were not uh, high quality and, and there must have been enough complaints about those connectors breaking that the company decided to change it. Well, that's, that's great, you know, that they changed. But wouldn't it have been better if they could have got more real-time data feedback from their customers through either an application on the mobile application, a website, 
or a phone call. Uh, you know, those those type of things can be gathered by the machine and uh, made available uh, quickly to the engineers. And so, uh, shortening the development life cycle, getting more feedback, hearing what the problems are, getting more real-time data uh, about what is happening uh, on the site. And so that type of information is valuable. And so the era of big data is that you can create these uh, three-dimensional views from your data uh, in real time and watch how things are changing continuously over time. And so maybe they could go into a lab, uh, they could expose it to sunlight, and uh, they could, they could uh, uh, you know, do different scenarios of stress points with different wind velocities. Uh, they can see at what point uh, frequency that the brackets were breaking. They can run calculations on, uh, you know, how many people were having to replace the brackets uh, by looking at uh, uh, inventory cycle counts. So how many times that the, the inventory is sold and moved and then decide whether or not that that might be uh, excessively high for areas with high winds and uh, maybe conclude that at that point that you know a better material, a stronger material is required. 